can I don't give a damn if it's 9 a.m. My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking Give me beer or whiskey, wine or gin Anything to shake this but I'm in My football team's got me drinking <laughs> Back at it again with another shade of blue off-season edition. Did you say another? I thought it's been a while. <laughs> it's another. Feels like it. It's just been a damn long. It's been it a long been. time. Would we get more, you know, traction on this if we say we were banned for some reason? What do you think? Try to stir up some controversy. <laughs> exactly. What could we have been banned? Zalelum and Croze starting a fashion line together, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I think it's going to get stupid, Cody. I'm warning you now. We haven't done this for a while. It's probably just going to get stupid. That's what I'm here for. Stupidity is encouraged on this show. <laughs> so, this is an MLS show. Oh. Ba-dump. Insert drum noise. Okay, so yes, full studio. I'm Cody Bradley. Thad Bell is here. That's me. Surprise, Cody hasn't wanted to start this over yet. <laughs> We're just going to start this over. Don't worry, it's going to be a lot of editing. <laughs> okay. Once you guys leave, no one. He's just only slightly lost control. <laughs> Robert Russert is here also. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. And Daniel Sperry. What's up, guys? Good to be back. The yes. Daniel Sperry. The Daniel Sperry. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pencil you in semi-regular yeah. contributor. Semi-regular contributor to a podcast always sounds... <laughs> Like I'm not getting paid enough. So that sounds about right. Because a new father will yeah, be semi-regular, I'm sure. I wouldn't dream of penciling you in for the, the full lineup. So. Yeah, I know. Once we can maybe get her home, too, it'll be, uh, <laughs> it'll be a little bit uh, maybe more regular or maybe the opposite. Well, maybe God, the opposite. Godspeed on that. Yes, I know. You, you might not be regular for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, so we waited long enough that uh, off-season stuff has happened. Lots of off-season stuff. Lots of things have happened. So we're going to start off with who is out so far. A litany. Now, I was going to say, (laughs) I was going to ask who hurts the most, but I know Thad at one point didn't even want to protect anyone besides Johnny Russell in the expansion draft out of some sort of punishment to the (laughs) Not correct. Not not correct. Not correct. What? <laughs> you have to correct, protect three internationals. You just protect Felipe, Johnny, Russell, Ru- what? Felipe, Johnny, Johnny and Martins, and Tamilia. Yeah, and that was that was the only ones <laughs> yeah. that he wanted to protect. I'm like, anybody else gets picked. That's their problem, not ours. <laughs> I was. I wonder how many times like Peter was like, "Hey, Mike, Fontes is going to come back really, really strong." Oh my God! <laughs> That's who you should take, not Jimmy. <laughs> Okay, so Daniel, who of uh, of everyone that's gone so far, who hurts the most? So I've actually, I think the two that went to Nashville, if anything, are probably the ones that quote hurt the most. Although I don't know if I'm considered, I don't know if I hurt from losing. Like Jimmy, if there, I'd, I'll put Perso- the question it's, it's, back. It's personal put, feelings or the okay. team. Either, I'll, either put, I'll put the question back. I don't know if any of these players losing them is going to be equivalent to losing Latif and what Latif is turned into. Ding, 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 ding. I think Jimmy Madronda has the highest potential for that happening, but he has a pretty significant 
knee injury and recovery from all of that that has taken him away from the game for a very long time, which may take it a while for him to fully get up to speed. And, and may never. And may never, which is why I it is frustrating because I, I, I wrote this in an article that I did for Last Round Soccer, but he is the exact type, exact type of player that Peter Ramiz would have gone and traded for in this offseason. Um, which gives you a hint. Which gives us a hint. Yes. But I I do think that him him leaving is probably the one that I would say is a little the most frustrating just because when he's good to go for the price that he's at and for the type of impact that he can have, he is a very he can be a very good player. Um, but we've only seen flashes of that in the how many years that he's been here. So I understand also why they kind of parted with him. Zendejas, I think, is a tough one because I think Zendejas could be an easily have replaced Tim Milia and be a starting keeper in MLS and or for Sporting Kansas City at some point in the future. But the problem is Tim Melia is not two years away from not playing anymore, I, at least as far as I'm mean, Probably. Probably not. So to keep Zendejas, who's hopefully. 20, hopefully not, 20, 21, 22 years old, on the team, not playing or just playing at a USL level, at some point he's going to want out and want his – chance to shine and want to want his chance to be a number one he has a chance to be a number one i'm not convinced that big joe willis is going to be better than adrian zendejas and jacobs kind of favors zendejas because he brought him in while he was here and so i think zendejas has the potential to be really really good i think that one will kind of hurt sporting and i won't say it hurt it'll hurt i think that one will end up being like you'll look back and be like man we lost zendejas who's now a solid number one keeper in the league in this draft but I think there's other things in line behind Melia, and I just don't think Zendejas was ever going to get his shot here unless it was a Melia injury or Melia just completely fell off the face of the earth in terms of form. And I don't – it just doesn't seem like that kind of a thing would happen for him. So you think we got enough for him? Well, I mean, total in all of it, you get 175000 in TAM, you got 50000 in GAM, and you got an international roster spot for – Two guys who were not going to be within the, you know, regularly within the top 15 options on the team. Mm-hmm. And also two guys who were, you know, not that you, 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 I know you kind of, you lose those guys, but I've, I, I, we, we can maybe talk about it later, but, you know, there's keepers in the academy that I like a lot and keepers that are in Swope that I like a lot. There is other players, I mean, there's other young midfielders too that, are going to need to have a shot like Busio, like Kuzane. You know, Kuzane's arguably on his, I wouldn't call it his last chance, but it's probably close to his last chance to earn that second contract with the team. And at some point, Felipe Hernandez is going to break in. And I don't think Jimmy Madronda's future is at left back. Um, I've always thought his future was as kind of a box to box like Roger. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, you've alluded to it before. It's a, kind of the same move that. Roger made in his career when he moved yep. to the number eight. So that's kind of where I would have, I'd have seen Jimmy. Go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll flip that though. Is Jimmy's best days actually? I think was at left back. It was his I think most so consistent, yeah, most that's... productive, most regular. It took him a little while to get into it. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, oh, he's a terrible defender. Well, he's not a natural defender, no. but it, he's a one-on-one defender. He's actually one of the better ones on the yeah. team. It was the positioning of of knowing what to do with the rest of the team and all that type of stuff. Same problem my buddy Johan had last year when yeah. he tried playing left back. He's just not used to that. Mm-hmm. If you have him rep, constant repetitions, that changes, right? 
So anyway, that's the problem with Jimmy was he he was really good at left back. I would not have minded if he was the future left back. Yeah. I just have questions about whether he's ever going to be the Jimmy that we knew. The Jimmy that we saw in 2018, I don't know if we'll ever get that back. And I think that's where Sporting's at, too. I don't know how many times Vermees has said it. He's like, I like Belichick. I'd rather get rid of a player a year before than a year too late kind of a thing. He said that multiple times. And that's kind of his I, – I, we saw that kind of how he chose to do that with Ike. Um, you know, Ike, go, you get rid of him, and he goes on to win a player defender of the year. And that looks like a terrible trade right now. But who knows what – you know, I – I don't think it'll be end up being a great trade, but at the same time, like, where is Ike going to be at the you know second or third year of that contract that he just got with Minnesota? Yeah, it's it, Ike is now on the longest run of health that he's ever had in his life, and that's a very hard gamble to take sometimes. And so, there, I mean, there's a lot of other things in play about the trade yeah. with Ike. It wasn't just his, you know, paying a million dollars for a guy who's never been healthy for more than a year and a half, right? Yeah, it it was the the agent and the public bringing that stuff out in the public and all that stuff. And Peter's not dealing with that, right? He's setting that tone for future stuff. So he doesn't have that problem in the future, Mm -hmm. but that still was a big issue is him being injured. And I mean, you know, every time Ike went down, the whole stadium was, (gasps) Oh, and everyone said, said, Oh no, it's a groan of, well, how long it was always the response. So, and you know, so him getting up every, every time it was like, you could just like hear the whole stadium. Ah, He's up. All right. So anyway, that was always the issue with him. So it's it's no big deal. Zendejas, though, I, I completely agree. Is like he he is probably two years away from being a starter, mm-hmm. uh, MLS quality starter. He's already very good at commanding his back line. Mm-hmm. He needs to come out a little less quickly at times, yeah. or a little little faster, or a little less mm-hmm. fast. One or the other. But a lot of that too comes with game time too, right? And understanding the speed of the play. At, um, speed of play at MLS is way different than USL. His one, his biggest drawback is a little bit of temper. Mm-hmm. He has he has a little more temper than probably he should in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think I think he if Willis is a starter for Nashville this year, then Diaz is probably the starter for him next year. Going back to Madronda, if we can, just for a bit. Yeah. No. Um, yes, because and, that's the correct answer to this. And I, Timmy Madronda. And I think I think this is exacerbated by a couple of different factors, at least three of them. But I think there comes a point with a player wherein, especially in sporting system, you have the athletic ability, you've got the talent, but you've got to have the soccer IQ. And you guys mentioned Roger Espinosa making the move from left back to midfield. He has the soccer IQ. I was never convinced that Jimmy really had the soccer IQ required to play in this system. And, of course, that factor in my mind is exacerbated, of course, by the injury and by the state of Kansas City's roster and what they need to do to make their team better as well. But uh, I don't. I was never convinced Madrona had the soccer IQ to play positionally well like you had alluded to. I'll, I'll disagree with you because uh, I don't think Roger did initially either, okay? But he came out of college, and yeah. it was a very college system and blah, blah, blah. Good college system, but still. A lot of international experience. Jimmy got along the way came too. here out of kind of wild, crazy Columbia playing, right? So it took him a while to be used to being more of a team player, not an individual player. And it, it, that soccer IQ is getting there for him. I, I, I don't have a doubt. I disagree. That he, well, it's, that's fine. I'm, yeah. But I'm disagreeing with you, so it's yeah. it, it's cool. I that's think why he I was keep getting inviting there. you guys back because you like to disagree. Um, like, but as far as like the the one that hurts the most, it probably is Jimmy, just because he's such a nice guy. Yeah. I know my heart. It hurts my heart the most. <laughs> but when it comes to the team, every each of you three made a good point that it, it's all valid for for why they would have left him unprotected. 
Um, well, it, and it wasn't that they just left him unprotected. It was that it was all part of a deal. Yeah, well, so, right. That's true. So yeah. when we say Zendejas was, it was fifty thousand in GAM, one hundred twenty-five in TAM, and an international spot for Zendejas, and then leaving Jimmy, and then Zendejas gets to go on the non-senior roster because he's out of the expansion draft. Yeah, and then Jimmy, who would already be on the senior roster. He gets taken, and they get an additional fifty in GAM because they lose a player in the expansion draft. Right. So it's actually a total of two hundred twenty-five thousand in yeah. some kind of Garber bucks, mm-hmm. and an international spot for a guy who wasn't going to break into the starting lineup, and a guy who was questionable if he was ever going to be back in the starting lineup. Yeah. So it's a good business on both sides, quite honestly. I think. Yeah. All right. So Cody, who would be number three for you then, <laughs> if you had to make a choice? Well, only because Madronda is one and two. I'm not that <laughs> oh, hurt okay. by Zendaya. Okay. Sinovic, <laughs> uh, Seth, we got to talk about I Seth. I thought maybe you'd I mean, say that. Yeah. Come on. I wasn't going to let this yeah, go too but, much longer yeah, without but, the mention there. Yeah. And I know, again, yeah. again, it, it's in the heart. It is. Maybe not Maybe not the X's and O's on the team for the roster, but... I had a question I was thinking regarding him, but go ahead. Um, I, I A guy that... Threatened to quit the game because he wasn't going to play for this team. That's going to make me sad when he can no longer play for this team. And yes. when he's play- when he's suiting up for a Real Salt Lake. No, no, <laughs> yeah. I can't watch that happen. Don't they have a left back? Though? Him and Nick Beasler. Who knows where he ends up? Beasler and Sinovic part two. But, but he said he said today on interview oh, on six ten. He's that, got offers. That he's got offers, which yeah. may or may not be true. I mean, anybody's going to say that in that spot, but. He's he could end up playing somewhere, and you know he'll probably score on. It'd be great for Nashville. Okay, well, so what changed in between the last time he was gonna go have to play for another team and said he was gonna retire? A lot. Like what? Well, back then it was only because you got to remember his path was he came out of college, went to New England. They they cut him. He tried out in Salt Lake, I believe. They didn't want him. He came here, went on trial, and they said, "Yeah, we'll take you." Well, he's already like bounced around a little bit, and he, he and he's not really like thinks he's he doesn't really see himself as an MLS starter, yeah, yeah, right. And then, uh, like a year later, he gets taken. A year or two later, he gets taken in the expansion draft. He's like, "Man, I'm just not moving around anymore." So now that's he's valid. a veteran. He's seen been this. here for nine years. Yeah, you know that's that's a very long time. And if you think you've still got legs, I, I understand what you're saying because that you are you're out of constant back and forth of I'm moving, I'm not moving, and you know, or I don't have you you finally have a team that's giving you a shot. They had to protect somebody else and then you're gonna stay and fight for your hometown team. So I get that. And yeah. I understand why now too it's a free agency type thing. It's kinda different than he doesn't get a like I I don't think any free agent in their right mind is choosing to go play in Montreal right now. So like it's it's one of those it's one of those things of like Seth like gets a choice of where to play and if it's not somewhere nice you know he's not gonna go. <laughs> at least that's how I'd approach it. And it's nine years ago, whenever that was that he was drafted and said no. Uh, he was also re- relatively still out of college. I mean, it was, you know, a couple three years whatever it was from college. You know, you can go start your job from your college degree. I don't know. I actually don't remember what he was, right? Now you're nine years farther down the road. You have this career as a soccer player, a pretty well-known soccer player in this town, maybe, you know, not world famous, but it, it, it's not time to go start that career. He can still milk another two, three years, or maybe six 
pro- I'm guessing more like two <laughs> yeah, out of his career. But go go make another couple, three, four hundred thousand dollars someplace. That's valid. He still has my favorite sporting Kansas City goal of all time that of, I that of I've all ever time, seen. Really? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Wow. The the one the playoffs to oh, get I know to what you're talking MLS about. Cup. Yeah, yeah. He only, I mean he only had a handful ever, so mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not many to pick from. Against New England? Against New England. His former team. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the picture that that Mike it says is his favorite picture of Seth was my picture of him sliding in. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, in, into the corner flag. And I just I was that was my first game in the cauldron that I'd ever sat in there. Oh, uh, okay. And I just remember watching that whole play develop. Zussi knew exactly what he was doing. He just like let that ball glance off his head. He knew Seth was right <laughs> behind him. And that one touch, oh my God. It was, that was, I've never, I have not seen the Cauldron do that celebration since then. Because we've had a, a stark lack of <laughs> playoff games here. But so, yeah, that was, that was still like my favorite goal ever. So you're saying Seth was your first? <laughs> he took he took my cauldron virginity. Mm, okay, all right then. But uh, is he a sporting legend? Well, yeah, that was I, I was gonna. Were you gonna pose gonna that, question that question as well? Is that well? I was, I was assuming that was the question you were yes. you had about him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I we've talked about this many times. I'm on the belief that if they keep naming people sporting legends at the rate they are, then that's going to be filled up with some weird names. Come. Already is, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we can take down Wolf and put Seth up. Uh, because if the yes, that yes, that, we that, agree on one man. That's gonna politic to get rid of Wolf for years now. Uh, but no, I mean, if just to continue that conversation, the if the league and the team progresses the way we hope, then there are gonna be names on that list that like. Every player on the field for Sporting Kansas City is going to be a better player than a guy that's up there as a sporting legend ever was. You know? Well, that's the thing. Is it based on who's the better soccer player? Is it based on how many trophies you've won while you were here, how right. dedicated you were to the team? You know, yeah. How much okay, of a well, leader you were. Does anybody want to say yes or no to that? I say yes. He's on the wall. I, I would be shocked, honestly, if he wasn't. He's a hometown guy. He spent nine years here. He won how many trophies Four. here? Four trophies. Out of the five that they've won since... 2012. It was five, right? Yeah. No, no, four. Right. 2012. Three or four open three, cups. Three open cups and an MLS cup. Right. So four. Goodness. Sorry. It's I'm the thinking. Four. I'm, it's crazy. Four. Still a lot. <laughs> three plus yes. one. Yes. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, f- I forgot how to maths. Um, <laughs> being a dad has made me lose all sense yeah. of anything. Um, and just starting. Yep. I know. Uh, no, I I think Seth has to be up there. I'd be shocked. I mean that that, that there's that core there from Seth. You know, Neil, Jimmy Nielsen's probably going to be on that wall. He should be. Oh, Graham's yeah. going to be on that wall. Beezer's going to be on the wall. Raj's going to be on that wall. And I think, but you say okay, all these guys are going to go get it. I think those are the only ones. In well, my that opinion. was a long I'm, list. <laughs> it is. It is. But they have it's to only go up like there. Five names. I mean, this is the this is one of the most prolific trophy winning stretches in Major League Soccer history. Was that team from 2012 to 2017? Now Cody's going to lose it in here five years. If I so, ask like, the next question, you've but... got to have the guys who were the core of all of that. You've got to have them on the wall. Yeah. And I would actually argue for Seth over Jimmy Nielsen. I would. I would agree with that. Though. And I would pose the question, Milia too. Mm. He's got to get another one. <laughs> Get another trophy and I'd consider it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm, fine with that. I'm dead. Because like, if you're going to put Nielsen in, Amelia's got to be in that conversation. 
Well, Nielsen got two back to back, 2012, right. 2013, and one of them is the Big Cup. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So it, was I that mean, the Nielsen, that was but like, it's one of those things too. That like Nielsen, every single time he Further comes back, us, yes, not only <laughs> is it, not only is it media, but it's fans, it's everybody. Nielsen's back in the building. There's something special about who he was while he was here. True, and I think that that type of personality, like when you capture like the love of a club's fan base like that, you've got. I I think 100. percent You've got to be on there. And if he's got like a baseball, cigarette in his mouth, he probably win more people. Anyway, yeah, oh sure. sorry. <laughs> What? what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Something about e-cigarettes. <laughs> the vaping epidemic amongst teenagers. Does your kid vape, Ted? No. No. Oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> Just checking. Do you know? Find out on Channel 41 tonight at 7. <laughs> that took a weird turn. <laughs> I told you we wanted to get weird tonight. So. <laughs> So yeah, moving on, Matt is looking bemused over there. Yeah, no, I think we got him a little shook that, that his daughter might be vaping. <laughs> no, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell he I'm said. Freaking out, so anyway, something about with a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. Oh well, then why did you not say that again? That's what I don't get. <laughs> okay, moving on. Another plus, player. Jimmy was the best captain the team's ever had. Another player that has left the team that is also a. Often a hot button topic for a sporting legend. Johan Krause. <laughs> <laughs> that strike. When will the Krause jokes stop? I don't. I don't. When? Best player I don't in MLS. Consider that an off season move, though. That was. That yeah. was. That was, that was in season. <laughs> Fully in season. Yes. Um, Did you so, wait? Hold on. Sorry. Sam. Are, Did you we, hear Krause stand Did you hear on the BS? Now it's BSI the podcast where they were talking about um, Ike and I think it was Ike and Johnny were talking about Johan when they first when he first came. It was. I forget who they were talking about, but they were talking about Johan when he came into the team, and Ike was like, "Dude, this guy's gonna be crazy." <laughs> and he's and Benny was like, no, I, don't, "I don't know if I see it, man." <laughs> like, well, he was crazy. <laughs> they were talking about though their first impression. So when they had him in camp, because like I, I remember doing interviews and articles, and they were like, Matt Beezer was like, "Dude, that guy's gonna do things yeah. for us." <laughs> Everyone thought he was going to be. He had that persona. Messy. Yeah, he had that persona. Actually, because Benny wasn't here when he came into camp. No, he wasn't. So that was that's what he Benny was saying. He had heard it and all that stuff. And he's like, and then I got there this year, and he's like, I was like, what the heck are these guys talking about? <laughs> well, Benny Felhaber was the one I was about we to talk figured. about next. We figured. Yeah. Yeah. So long, Benny. Sporting legend. He's a sporting legend in my heart. No. He's borderline. Three trophies. Three trophies. Uh, Three trophies. Some of the best moments. Yeah. Right, he chose true. to come back here. Yeah. You know what my favorite Benny Felhaber moment is? Is when San Jose Earthquakes came in in like 2016 or 2017 and just curb stomped Sporting Kansas City. Five nothing. It was like five nothing. And Benny got sent off in that game for pulling down a clear dog so. And he just had the balls to just scream at the ref and say there was no way that was a red card <laughs> the entire time. And I loved him for that. I was like, yes, go, go out, go out the fight. It was fun. That was Benny was like actually one of the guys I hated when he wasn't on Sporting before he came to Kansas City. Yeah, hated the guy because of stuff like that. Quite honestly, he's he got uh, Aurelian Collin red carded mm. in uh, New England. Yeah, because uh, it was actually Diop stuck his hand out onto mm. his chest. He fell down, and the ref carded Collin for it. <laughs> Once again, he says that like it's rare for Collin to get a card, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Benny chipping away at the refs. That's, those are some of my favorite moments also of his. Yeah. 
No, but the 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 best thing about him, I mean, is his passing, his play, et cetera. When it's when it was great, it was great. But the best thing about him is he was the most honest guy ever in the locker room. Oh yeah, yeah. we sucked. You know, we <laughs> yeah. we played like shit today. I mean, he, yeah. he's he was honest as hell about it. Him and Jimmy Nielsen actually were the two most honest guys that have ever been in this lo- in that locker room. When I was first breaking into like the media stuff, like I was 2017, it was media day. And I asked him a very specific question about how he, from a number 10, was picking things apart from the defense. And after that, um, we were talking about it was after that first game against D.C. United. They had the media week in the middle. Um, and he 100% answered everything as honest as he could. He was he was very open about what he was trying to do as a player. I really always like appreciated that because there's a lot of guys who will be like, well, I'm not telling you that or anything. And. He straight up said, oh, the field sucked. field of yeah. RFK's trash. We couldn't do anything <laughs> we wanted to do, which is true. But, like, you know, some players, would, uh, they're hidden behind that. But he's giving me an idea of what he's looking for from that number 10 spot. It was one of the most open. Every single time I've talked to him, it's been one of the most open and candid interviews I've ever gotten from dudes, and I've always appreciated that. But, yeah, sporting legend. He's got yeah. four trophies. He's got a handful of really big goals for the club, too. And – in setting up goals because mm-hmm. the I know we've I've said this on the show before is my favorite moment from him was mm-hmm. the uh, Benny to Dom Benny to Dom mm-hmm. for sure uh, against Houston right and yep. he played he chipped the ball at waist height mm-hmm. so the defenders really could had no option to do anything and he t- asked him later I asked him about it afterwards mm-hmm. like you know how did you see that and he goes oh Ike told me to do it he goes Ike <laughs> told me that's the hardest thing for a defender to to defend mm-hmm. so I chipped it through to him Dom actually made a nice touch and a nice goal yeah but. That was like just a perfect play, and actually one of my other favorite moments is I saw him setting up for a free kick, and he was like perfectly in line with where I was at shooting. Mm-hmm. So I got shot of that ball coming like around the corner yeah. and just like coming in around the corner of the goal. So it's like that was one of my favorite ones. But he's I like I love the hell out of the guy. Yeah, I can't remember the game, but I think it was a playoff game that Sporting lost, and Benny had a lot of calls go against him. A lot of people were upset with the referee. And in the post game, the Seattle game, (laughs) yes, and he was (laughs) just gave the just a stone cold, dead eyed, sarcastic response about how good the referee was that game. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so classic! I'll never forget Benny for those that kind of thing. Always so open, except for that one. He he. So still got his point across, but did it in a way he didn't get fined. What, <laughs> right. what I would love to see out of Benny now is he goes into broadcasting and would be the color guy for sporting. Yeah, I mean, someone will someone <laughs> is going to be a brutally honest. <laughs> someone will inquire about that, right? So like somebody will want to hire him for that if he's it's not still playing. I was gonna, that was my next question: is is will he end up somewhere for twenty twenty? With two expansion teams, there's a possibility that he ends up somewhere on a roster as long as he's willing to take a pay cut. You know, again, if he's willing to still make another couple hundred thousand for well, that's yeah. I he he probably was willing to take a pay cut because I know he does want to make some more money. Which, by the way, I think Daniel said like how he wanted to come back here from Colorado. I don't know if I've said this on here before, but my understanding is when the deal was going down in Colorado for him to come here, he hopped on a plane and flew here. Yeah, he on his, his own, own money. Yeah. Okay, so that's how much he wanted to be here. To get here, the deal wasn't even done. Yeah. So like there was still some uh, things being worked out, like paperwork being worked out at at headquarters, and PR is like, hey, we're gonna like force this thing to be done because they introduced him to 
like media that day. Hey, here's Benny. He's back. Yeah, and sporting, how, sporting legend. How many of us can really close the door on the fact or the possibility that if things go to shit in 2020, that Benny's not back here again somehow, some way? Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> in the midfield. I guess that's well, how I'm still kind of predicting a trade midseason for Seth, like somewhere oh, yeah. around June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could Gets be too. Back. Here's an international Martin. roster spot we don't need because yeah. we got Johnny Russell a green card. <laughs> yeah, Martins is hurt. The the other backup left back is hurt. So whoever Seth. that happens to be. <laughs> so of the other players that are out that we have not mentioned, Gideon Zalalem, Christian Namath, Nico Hassler, and Rodney Wallace, are we? Are you happy about any of those? I know. I know Thad is itching to say one of them. He's happy about. Oh, how the Namath has fallen, but yeah. I would actually Good not mind Nemo coming back for a much cheaper. for a <laughs> one hundred fifty thousand. Let him finish that. Okay, man, you at one point at the end of last season were wishing him out of the locker room because he. I feel like like he gave up. Yeah, I but, I don't disagree. I just was not expecting you to, in any at any price, wish him back. Not necessarily wishing him back, saying I would be okay with him coming back for a significantly low price. If uh, again we can get into like who might be coming, but if say they brought in a real decent striker, and he was the backup guy, because Nemo can play well, he can be very good, but I, I, he needs the right motivation. He needs to have his, his head on straight. He needs to. Yeah, but is the backup role that? Don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I feel like the backup role needs to be someone who can like come in and uh, almost a Diego type of a player, someone who can go in and in very little time make a very significant impact and be very like an energetic spark. And I don't see Nemo as an energetic spark. So thus, because they tried they tried that last year at times too, and it just did not work. Yeah, but he was already in the funk at that point. Yeah, he. I do think if he's not in that funk, he can do that. I'm not saying he's as good at it. That's not yeah. my point. Is anybody upset to see Hassler go? He's an alright guy. Yeah, he's alright. Yeah, I mean that's that's that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like though with him it was kind of like a thing where it's the same kind of a Adrian Zendejas type situation where like you've got to get you've got to get start getting Jalen more playing time. Oh, definitely. And you know I, he needs to be playing at a higher level. Oh too. yeah. You cannot if you want to really like turn him into what you think he's going to turn into. He needs to be start getting minutes at MLS. And to Hassler is the type of player that you don't have on a roster when you're trying to give a young player minutes. That's like if you're going for it, you've got an end prime right back, and you need someone who can occasionally be a Swiss Army knife in the midfield or something like that. And I I know Vermees kind of liked him because there was one game I think it was. I forget what game it was. They were either down or tied, and Vermees brought Hassler in to give them more of a passing option in the midfield uh, from the back line. And he put him in as a center back, straight in to the back line, just to give him up. I think it was the New England game when they were four four. He put Hassler in for the last ten minutes there because he needed someone who was going to pass the ball out of the back um, uh, alongside after there was those injuries and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I I think Vermees kind of saw him as being that, but that's what. Like I said, that he's the type of player that's a luxury for a team that is close to putting it all together. That's why he was great in Toronto, is because they have Steven Betashore, who's one of the best right backs that ML in that best pure right backs that MLS has ever had. So you've got that he's an obvious number one right back spot, and then you just need a solid backup. You don't you don't need a solid backup when you're trying to get your 
young 19 year old youth national team set up right back True. A, a, minutes and, and an opportunity to play no doubt Plus, he might even be doing it as a favor to Hasler because he can compete for a starting spot yeah he mm-hmm. can I mean, he's good and he in the right team he can be that starting spot guy and uh talk about his offensive capability for Lickens Lichtenstein mighty mighty Lichtenstein he plays a number 10 for mighty mighty Lichtenstein. yeah <laughs> see he can kind of play that midfield role he may not be you know, is he MLS quality? <laughs> I don't know. But as a is a is a temporary backup or you know fill in or to add a little offense or something at some point. But it, I also think he brought him off the bench that one time because there wasn't anybody else that had any sure. offensive capabilities. All right, that is more than enough on the Lichtensteinian national. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> he was nice. How about how about the the very very short Gideon Zalalem experiment? I'm surprised right. that ended so, what's so next? early. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll spend about as long as it. We'll spend about as long on it as he was here. As the experiment <laughs> lasted in relative time. Yeah. So we got two seconds. Inter Miami. I don't know. Actually, no. Yeah, I don't know where. He, uh, in some fairness, he was not as bad as a lot of people are trying to make it out to be. I don't think he was a bad player. I just no. think that everything didn't. It doesn't fit. Yeah. He doesn't really fit sporting style, but. Uh, also, uh, if I understand correctly, and I'm not 100% sure on this, is if they kept him, the the salaries had to go up a significant yes. amount, and he just wasn't good enough for that. If it was like staying at a low amount, he might be good enough to keep around and still try to tweak him into that six spot, eight spot, but he's not. And Rodney Wallace, thank you for your service. Thank 27 you. minutes. I was going to say we have yeah. like 10 minutes. Add that to the category of... Um, I will thank him for going to the season-ending injury list so we could have Benny fail hop. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about who you guys are surprised is maybe still around. We're going to look at the team that we still have and try to fill in some holes on what we need to talk about rumors and give our wish list. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Woo. When it's a football night, when it's a football night, we can gather all the friends all around the Zoom, that's not a better thing to do. When it's a football night, when it's a football night, when the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, you know we're gonna feel alright. Alright. Let's look at the Sporting Kansas City players under contract for 2020. Goalkeepers, Eric Dick, Timelia. Defenders, Botan Barat, Matt Beesler, Andre Fontes, Jalen Lindsay, Luis Martins, Martins. Stop breathing in my ear, please. <laughs> Graham Smith and Graham Zussi. Midfielders, Busio, Busio, Duke, Espinoza, Gutierrez, Hernandez, Sanchez, Juan Kumal. And forwards, Fernandez, Freeman, Hurtado, Russell, and Shallowy. So, of that list, who are we surprised is still around? Felipe Gutierrez. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Surprised you didn't hit the hit the road back to Chile. Play for Colo Colo. I don't know. What, what, uh, did he play for Colo Colo or was he? Yeah. I think so. The only team I know from that country. <laughs> So the Jeff obvious answer, him, <laughs> yeah, the obvious answer to that is Andre Fontes, right? It is. I, I don't. It's know not a I'm surprise. I'm not surprised. Well, it's so okay, difficult. for certain reasons, it's not a surprise. Yes, for logistical reasons, it's not a surprise. If it was 
they could cut him and have zero monetary like commitment. anything commitment to it. Yep, they would have done it already. Well, of course. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't. You gotta pay for him. You might as well keep him. <laughs> and supposedly you can cut one player and not have it impact your roster. Blah 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 in the off season. However, because he's hurt, I don't know if they can do that. I will try to find that out, though. I was going to say, we probably should have found that out before talking about it. <laughs> it's not. It's a lot easier said than done, finding out that those rules. Yeah, you know navigating MLS hmm, rules? I oh, wonder. is it? <laughs> and getting any kind of info on it? Is exactly. And the, That's the, the part. The people that we normally have to ask those questions to don't necessarily, A, have the answers, or B, want to give them. So we have to kind of get them from other people sometimes. All right, so is anybody surprised by Hurtado still being on the roster? No. No? No, actually, I think he's the perfect backup striker. Perfect backup striker. I think he's perfect for it because he's such... So the striker that they're talking about getting <laughs> is a extremely much better finishing, scoring version of said muscle hamster. <laughs> muscle Hurtado. hamster, I like it. Muscle hamster, he would wow. enjoy, He would embrace that one, too. Anyways, um... No, I I think Hurtado's like kind of perfect with what you're looking for in a backup kind of guy. He I don't the finishing, the finishing rate. I will say this: the finishing rate for him when he was, if you put over whatever, take his last two thousand minutes. Who we're talking about Hurtado? Hurtado, his last two thousand minutes in MLS period. His finishing and conversion rate is the same of Diego Rubio over those two thousand minutes. So I, I I think or it was it was within that ballpark, but it's better than it's at least better than Namath. So well, he scored twice <laughs> as many goals with Shallowy last year. He sure oh, did <laughs> in a quarter of the minutes probably. Yes. Anyways, um no well, about I, half. I, I do think though that I think Hurtado's perfect for it. I think he can come in, may not be necessarily the goal scoring type of a thing, but he's a big physical dude who's gonna give a very tired center back fits at the end of a game um, he's he's got an engine, like he's got an Energizer Bunny engine. He goes. You saw you saw the the Minnesota game. I mean, right. He had the engine to push and push and push and push and push. Same with the Seattle game on the road. I mean, those are his two goals, but those two moments really stick out, obviously, to me about what kind of a player Hurtado is. So I think he's the perfect backup striker for. And him. also, he's the he can go in and wear the guys out and let the other guy rest and come in. Yes, the it last goes both twenty ways. minutes. So because he's got enough to do at both. He's got enough to do both things and he also was behind the eight ball this last year because he was hurt he was yeah. hurt when he got here then he got hurt again mm-hmm. and what he's like he had like like three injuries two or three injuries like all piled upon each other yeah so he never had that full chance to totally get in the group with the team he probably will be better next year mm-hmm. with the team if he has the whole preseason and healthy and stuff like that yeah could really throw a wrench in this do you, do you mind no Go how, for it. Why how not? many? We've got um, time. How many people out there are unhappy and surprised that Peter Vermees is still on the roster? Ugh! Why? Well, I don't even want to give them. I don't even want to give. Them. It's a vocal minority. It is. That we're just gonna say, <laughs> y'all crazy. Move on. Yeah, let's moving on there. Small wrench. We got past that wrench. So, are, are you advocating for that, Bob? No, I was just wanted to throw that there because <laughs> I've seen too much of it. When when it comes to Hurtado, I think Mike Kuhn kind of nailed it pretty easily on why he was protected on, you know, Vermees knew Namath is going to be out. And if Hurtado's not protected and gets selected, then he has to start from absolute zero on a striker right. situation. Yeah. So. Oh, Wilson Harris. Stop now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like Wilson. 
still might sign him. So even if I, I do think he's pretty close to a perfect MLS backup. Yeah. But even if you don't think he is, I mean, serviceable enough to be a backup. If you might not have anybody else, yeah. He's also a little bit of a change-up for a lot of the center forwards that are out there. He's a change-up, so it it throws a different, you know, uh, attack there. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're talking about that one guy, he may not be as much of a change-up as he's just a little less quality at that point. Yeah, but, I mean. Should we discuss that? Yes, I think we should. Leave that on. Leave leave that till the end. (laughs) Leave it to the end. I had a plan, and you guys ruined it. No, leave it to the end. It's okay. It's not the end. Let's talk about it. No. 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 Keep going. I'm looking at your sheet here. It was current (laughs) roster rundown. We've gone through two freaking players. That does not get to the point where it says what holes need to be filled. Another one that a lot of people were surprised (laughs) were still here is Graham Smith, but I wasn't because he's a cheap uh, center back. No. And he was fine until he played against Zlatan. Yeah. Which it sounds like every MLS center back, to be honest. So, Except for Florian Youngworth. Which (laughs) put him in his pocket. In, like, the three-game winning streak, he was playing center back. Yeah. The only three-game winning streak sport he had last year. And Felipe was at the six. I got so, into that one on Twitter today. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? That's yeah, another situation. Said, someone said, it? well, who's the perfect backup? Si- who's going to back up Elie? And I was like, Felipe? And he's like, oh, he was terrible in those games. And I was like, what games did you watch? Yeah. Mike, yeah. Even, Mike back yet. Mike guy. Might be Ilya. I was at lunch Felipe. and I didn't have Mike time to like pull up there. And he pulled it up and I was like, thank you. I'm chowing down on a Philly cheesesteak from Grinders right now. And I did not. <laughs> Mike will never shy away from a good Twitter interaction. One, one as blatantly uneducated as the yeah. Felipe's bad as a six. Yeah. He's not. I, I would rather have him as an eight or even a 10 up further up the field. But if he's going to be a six, you could really do worse. You know. I, I'm going to like maybe argue with you just a little bit for for fun's sake. I'm thinking Ilya might be Felipe's backup at six going into this year. What if we me, agree against that? Oh my gosh! I maybe, but it, it depends on what they bring in at a number ten or an eight. Yeah, because well, well, yeah. then the other one would be Busio, and the other one would be who they bring in if they bring somebody in. Busto Vera. Just kidding. That's not gonna happen. I'm not sure who you're saying, so I don't care. That was the the Argentinos Juniors. Oh, defensive mid, the Argentine U20. Oh, guy, I was a baller that Sporting kept on denying that they were making offers. Yeah, that was a short offer, short of for. Yeah, yeah. I like him. I watch Argentinian league because I'm a Boca well, fan, and he's good. Well, then he'd be a good defensive mid, and we wouldn't have to worry about the other part. No, we could but, just make two play a double pivot and then have a really yeah. free number ten, which would be a lot of fun. But Peter Ramirez will never do. Yeah, <laughs> but One people say Felipe is not a six, but he's played six before, so it's and not he's like he's done it very well. Yeah, so he, and he's, he's, and he's not a ten. He's not a ten. He's no, not where a he 10. played in Holland. Yeah, was a six. He's, he's basically played. Thing. He's played six, eight, and ten, and with either previous teams in Holland, uh, Chile, or for the Chilean national team, he's played different roles for every single one of them, and he he does them well. He's he's so talented. He can do all of them really really well. Mm-hmm. But he's the problem is he's almost like um, he's almost like Madranda except better in the fact that he does a lot of things really well, mm-hmm. but he he you just don't know which one he's best at. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think he's best at a ten because he's not a ten. No, he's not a pure. He's an eight that goes forward a lot. <laughs> Sporting doesn't really have a ten anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Botan Barat, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> just, just yes, yes, on. he is. He should be. That was that was actually one player I was kind of 
nervous to see unprotected. But yeah. Now, once you saw the deal that was already in place, I wasn't too worried about yeah. it. But pretty sure there's a handshake between Miami and Nashville on exactly who was going where. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm very confident. A lot of that going on. They, they knew exactly who was picking in what order. So, well, they knew it well before. That was a very well orchestrated. Big air quotes live MLS <laughs> expansion draft. Yeah, they had all those graphics already ready to go. Yeah, just shocking. They were just just had that trade ready to announce before either club announced it too. And I heard before one of the players even knew about it. Oh, really? Anyway, okay. So that brings us to what holes need to be filled, and that is indeed we've already touched on it: the striker position. What are you guys whispering about? I Not, don't know whether there is a runner up, but striker position, yes. What were you asking? <laughs> What's happening? Could you repeat the question? I wasn't God listening. Damn it. Are we still not on the, are we still not finished with the rundown? No, we are. We have not talked about big Eric Dick. <laughs> well, he's, so, he's tall. He's, he's a very he's big a, dude. He's hundred percent dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but in the realm of things oh, is gosh. is well, dick so really that... what we need to be talking about? God, <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe we're making oh, dick jokes out here, man. Uh. <laughs> So, is Dick what we need for backup? <laughs> for backup? What holes need filled? There you go. <laughs> That's a hole they does, can fill. Does Dick fill the hole that we need in backup keeper? Well, okay, I'll argue that they have shown the last couple of years that they didn't quite need a pure backup keeper. It's kind of when they went around with Dykstra, when they shipped Dykstra off to Colorado. At that point, they were saying, we don't need a pure backup keeper if we're going to employ this Swope Park Rangers thing. We have the opportunity to do 1A and 1B. Yeah. So whoever's not playing with Swope can be playing, can right. be sitting bench for Melia on the first team, and we'll just take whatever hot hand we feel like we've got if we have to not play Melia. So, the other message from the Dykstra thing was he was not any good. He was a really good interview. I, I, I was <laughs> – I had, the one interview I had him with on uh, was Media Day, that same one where Benny opened up to me. It was right after that D.C. game, so it was really easy to ask D.C. questions, and he was playing for D.C. United the year before. And so I asked him, and I said, is there a difference between, like, you've got Ben Olsen's, you know, kind of how he wants to run and do everything compared to Peter Vermees and how he wants to do everything, and, like, what's kind of the difference between the two clubs? He just laughed, and he said – Trust me, this is a whole lot more organized. It's a thousand <laughs> times better. And I just laughed. But, you know, it, he was very candid about how I asked him, was it cool to go, kind of go, was it weird to be back at RFK on the bench? And he was like, no, this that place is a dump. <laughs> and just, I hated playing there, all this stuff. Very candid guy. Not a great keeper, but he was. But back to your earlier point, yes. 1A, 1B. Yes, I completely see that with Dick is still going to, like, get starts at Swope. He's going to be on the bench part of the mm-hmm. time. and. Probably a third keeper that maybe we we, we're we both thinking yes, but we can't go back. We can't go to that part on the list yet. I think I'm sensing a refusal from both of you to yeah. say sporting too. I it hasn't entered. <laughs> swope. I even called it swope both times. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter. I'm not. I still call sporting wizards sometimes. Not Peter. I meant. I'm sorry, Patrick. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kurt, for not using the proper language. <laughs> when we All write right. an article Holes about Sporting Kansas City 2, <laughs> it will say Sporting Kansas City 2. Promise it will. When we're talking about it. Well, even today when I, I actually did the Swell Park Rangers, cross it out, but Sporting Kansas City 2. Yeah, I saw that. That's good. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. Bravo. I was kind of a little bit snarky today. Just a touch. That sounds like a normal Monday. So. <laughs> yeah, today is Monday, isn't it? Boom. 
Holes in the defense. You know, we need a, a center back, right? They have four on the roster. Yeah. How many are you going to carry, man? Come on. Uh, is your question we're gonna have, more? We're going to have a center back depth chart as deep as Colorado's? Come on. Actually, there's five. Okay. 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 So then, who's our who? Yeah. Who are the two starting center backs for 2020 right, right. at the moment? Ilya okay. and Fontas. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's like why I was. That's, that's why like I was going to go. Michael Bradley and Drew Moore at center back. If you're Toronto FC, good lord. But it'd be a hellaciously good passing. Anytime we give up the ball on a counter, we're screwed, which just takes us back to. 2019. All right. You got to have a fast outside back. Let's look at macro and micro here. Okay. Macro needs athleticism. Do we all agree? Yeah. 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 A little bit more bite, maybe? A little bit more meanness, no. maybe? No? Okay. All right. Broth, so more athleticism. Broth, so when macro I, when, need. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait a second. Broth, when I was asking about Broth, I was asked the first time because I'd never seen him play. I was like, what, what kind of player he goes? Well, he's a pretty decent passer, but he's a very like simple defender. And, man, he's got a little bit of a nasty streak. And I was like, who does he remind you of? And we were trying to think of comparisons. And I said, hmm, Martin Skirtle from Liverpool. And Patrick goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> so like, so I was like, yeah. So he Baratha's got a bit of a nasty streak to him. He'll leave his well, good. He'll leave a He'll leave a foot in. He'll kind of physically send a message. I've, he'll, I, he'll leave I a mark. <laughs> That's good. So does a macro need of <laughs> athleticism then fit particularly in, di- in particular positions where we need more athleticism, like at center back? You need some speed on the back line. Some. Okay. Yeah. I think um, someone who can well, – They need I, – I, st- I mean, I, I know I've said this before. I still think one of the big plans last year was to try Wallace at left back because he sure, had speed. Of course. Okay. He wasn't a great left back, but he had speed. So he could cover for some slower defense guys. And then originally going into it, you weren't you weren't originally going to get rid of Ike, right? So you had Fontas was really more of a Beasler cover, mm-hmm. and right. Broth was more of a Ike cover, right? So slower passing left footed guy, faster bald headed guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's like the combination. I mean, that's been the combination since Colin, right? So does Martins have the speed to do that? I don't know. I've not seen him be that fast yet. Mm-hmm. They kind of. He's supposed to be quick, but I just I didn't see him being that fast or that savvy to be back that fast. So nobody has a defender on their wish list? I do. An athletic I, center back. I, I I would be okay for a young, cheap athletic center back. That's more of a project kind of a thing, I think kind of makes sense. Um, Guatabaye? Yeah. <laughs> There's a list of all of those. Uh, well, he's, he could probably guy. easily be had for a small amount of gam from Colorado gathering their center back <laughs> at the moment. No, and I have I have no issue with wanting a center back. I but the problem is there's four on the roster right now. Yeah. Five if you count Ilya backing up back there. Um I think is serviceable. That's not dropping Ilya at center back. He's holding on to that one. I didn't think he was terrible there, but he's not adept aerially and as a center back. Mm-hmm. He's better in the air than I most people give him credit for. I will I agree with that one too. Um again he's he, not Ike. No, he's not <laughs> Ike. He's not Colin. He's Twitter not Kai Kamara. I mean he's Ilya. He's <laughs> um he can pass. Those guys can't. Anyway, he's I I don't I would not actually be surprised to see Ilya replacing Beasler at the left spot back there. Or the right spot, whichever one. Um, hmm. I'm not 
predicting it. I'm just saying I wouldn't totally be surprised at it. You also said if you do we need a def- you don't think we need a defender. I think we need a defender. We need a left back. We need a backup left back. We need a second left back on the roster. You need somebody who can play both sides. And Jalen can, but well, he did. And he didn't actually he didn't do bad at left back when he was he didn't. back there. No, he had that stint there in 18, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah he, and he had a couple of bad moments, but I mean, that's just being young. That's not being in the wrong side. Yeah, I just so then that brings me, brings my question: Would Jalen Lindsay's future into the team maybe be at left back? I don't think so, but okay. it, I mean, it could be. Um, they also have the guy at Swope that they uh, brought in at the end of last year that only played a few games, Luis Oliveira. Okay, um, I believe you. Looked okay, but he's actually still on the Swope Kansas City 2 roster. You guys also know you just made a lot of people who are not Zuzi fans just shudder in their shoes. Yeah, Graham Zuzi being the future right back. <laughs> Current and future. No, it, look, Zuzi's probably going to start a shitload of games. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Even if they're trying to get Lindsay in there. All right. It's just the fact of life. If, but. If he has any drop off, any drop, any more drop off than what he had last year, he's got to be gone. He's got to be bench or not in the eighteen. It's just fact of life. I okay. love Zeus, and he could be there for a long time though. Well, we're talking about wish lists and needs, not about how good Graham Zeus is going to be this upcoming <laughs> year. Why do you let us get off track then? I, there is no corralling you, Thad. No corralling you. Okay, so, so that's what I'm saying. Macro need, we need a more athletic team overall from top to bottom, in my opinion. I like the I like the young experimental center back. I would really like to see Thank that. Thank you. Okay, in the midfield, wish list for the midfield. Um Roger but younger. <laughs> right, exactly. That's with a good box way to, to box. Say it. A time that's a way to say box, it. Uh, with a little better passing. Yeah, a little bit, but oh, Roger's box not to box, a bad box to box, the bite, the engine. I want something like that. I, th- I think they need another, another one of those in the midfield. I think the number ten spot is Busio's to lose, and if he loses it, mm-hmm. then you put Felipe ba- or the quote ten, but it's the more creative number eight, basically that Sporting employ, and they've always had that. Benny Failhaber was the more creative number eight, but he still technically yeah. was number eight. But uh, I think in le- until Busio loses that, then or gives it up, I think it's his. And I think then it would then you would see like Felipe and Elie back at you see Elie back in the six. But I, I I do like the idea of Felipe starting at the six. I think his his pace and his ability to as Gustav Svensson, the center midfielder for the Seattle Sounders, famously said, I just gotta clean up all their shit. <laughs> That I mean, that's that's kind of what he needs to be able to do yeah. is just to clean up the crap from the midfield. And I think, like, I, I do think that would be good. But they need another Roger type because when you saw it this year, when they lost Roger, they lost any sort of engine oh, yeah. bite, oh, yeah. push. And Benny can only replicate that so much. I, I bet Benny, Benny's Benny. good, but he's he's not. It, the engine is not Roger. Engine. No, and there's, but the problem is there's not a Roger. I mean, her, Felipe Hernandez is the closest to that mm-hmm. that they have. Yeah, and he's. Four years away from being Roger. Yeah, and I think, but that's what I'm saying. Is that's what they need to go buy that. Oh yeah, I'm that, sure that's that feelers be, out all over the place for that's that. That's going to be some box to box. Go find somebody in South America, mm-hmm. or change the style of play. Yeah, that's not going to happen. 
I don't know if they have the personnel to change the style of play. <laughs> Not at this do. point. They do. So are we agreeing that midfield is pretty much set or not? No, I don't no. think. No, I think okay. Needs, I think but, another addition. Okay. Again, there's, there's, we can talk about this, but the, the problem we have in any of these things is Vermees knows what he wants to do, right? He knows he's who he's got potential bringing in. We're just sitting here like tolls, well, everything speculation, right? We, you know, Daniel and I both like Felipe at the six. You know, most people don't, but we like him there which then leaves Ilya out needing a, a job, right? Uh, Busio, if he doesn't fit in the 10, he actually fits in fairly nicely at a wing spot, quite honestly, I think. Maybe. I think he's going to need to show a little bit more of a – I know he has the nose for goal, but I haven't seen it with sporting like mm-hmm. I've seen it with the youth, the youth national team, and I wish I'd – maybe part of that is him playing into his role that he's given him with the team, but if you gave him a wing spot, I, I think you'd kind of see that – drive to go for goal like you see with the youth national team maybe with sporting i i would call that just like a confidence issue he, he's and playing. an experience issue but at the end of last year you remember he oh, hit yeah, he was he hit the crossbar five, five like, times you know several times, times the, the, last, the, like, the post a couple times and you know missed them by just a few inches a couple times so he was he was all around that goal right at the end of last year yeah when the team wasn't playing well and he was still getting off those shots. And in 18, when he was coming off the bench and doing good, it was because he was getting the ball and driving to goal constantly. Right. Yeah, I mean, is there a sporting fan out there that doesn't believe Bustios to be given the starting spot from the get-go? Well, I'm sure nobody, so. nobody yeah. should be given the starting spot from the get-go. Everybody earns the spot. Well, obviously, but he's earned it, has uh, he not? It's not so, so there are, are you're not saying there are a lot of people that that don't want the same. Three? I'm wondering, if there's anybody out there who doesn't think Busio should be given the keys right away? Yeah, because isn't mean, this the time? Isn't it now? So you uh, well, and we keep leaving Roger completely out of the. <laughs> I no. as I've always been on the boat of of throw throw Busio in there. Yeah, but is it? You're acting as though it's unheard of to think that the same three in the midfield wouldn't play there again. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if Busio is going to be who we think Busio can be, or he's going to be the player that we can sell for what we think we can sell him for, he's got to be given the time immediately, right yeah, away. Yeah, I mean, right I, I felt that the last two seasons, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got to happen this year. I felt it more year. so towards the end of last year, but now this year it's like, if you sit there, so now you have the rumors, right, that Fiorentina, Rocco, offered four million dollars whatever that actually looked like and sporting said no because they value him at 10 then that means he's got to prove that his value is oh 10. yeah and yeah. they can only do that with time and i think vermes knows that and i think vermes is there's another thing i think because there was very a lot of very u.s men's national team centric media um that not sporting kc centric media but that kind of scoffed at sporting's valuation of that and I think Charlie Bohm was really good to come back and be like, that club has admitted as much that they learned from how they handled the EPB thing and knew that that was not how they probably should have handled it um, if they were going to actually get, you know, sell the player off and just kind of do everything the right way. So they, they felt that they've learned from that and know that they're not going to go that way the next route, the next time kind of a thing. And he, he was quick to defend it. And I, but I, it does. It, we, can, to, we can argue the handling the EBP thing later, but I'll, I'll let you run for now. <laughs> yes. But I, that, that was just the online narrative. That's the, and I said, that is the uneducated on sporting Kansas cities right. for the most part. Yeah. There's a lot of people that say that they totally mismanaged EBP. It's, it's a bunch of crap. 
Yes. But anyway, stop trying to derail us. That I am just not for. letting people say things wrong. <laughs> you, no one said anything about. He it. did. I d- I was saying what other people were saying, and I'm just countering that. Shall I'm we not move up front, you... Cody? So get on Twitter and talk to them, not me. <laughs> yes, forwards. The obvious one, the mythical DP number nine starting striker that has eluded Sporting Kansas City for what, like. Three, four years now? No, they had him last year, man. Spent a million bucks on him. <laughs> True. True that. And he scored Did, didn't 12, the... 12, 13 goals through all competitions, which isn't terrible. The problem is he scored 11 of those before Yeah, April right, 1st. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a problem, wasn't it? Hmm. And he couldn't even see the field for the last half of the year. Nope. But there are rumors. Sporting has been linked with the Canadian international playing in Mexico. Lucas Cavallini. Yep. Lucas Cavallini. What do we think of that one? Likelihood, and do you like it, Daniel? Why does it have to start with me? Is it just because I'm sitting you're next to him? You're the guest appearance. Likelihood, I'll probably put it a five or a six. I, I don't know much from behind the scenes. Um, I like him a lot, though, as a player. A lot. And okay. every single every single guy that I've talked to um, – uh, that I that I I have a friend. Well, Joel Soria. He used to he worked NBC Soccer a little bit now, but he he was big on the Quake Speed. But it's huge Liga Emekis guy. I don't fully envelop myself in Liga Emekis. I watch whatever I can find on TV. But he's like, I'm going to watch it all the time. I asked him. I said, What do you think about if Sporting were to get Lucas Cavallini? What kind of player were they getting? And they said, You're getting a monster, a dude who is going to. He has been on one of the worst teams in Mexico scoring pretty much every significant chance he gets he puts it in the back of the net uh he finds a way to get stuff home i you know he's got much I, okay tad's making faces at me i i you like all the time i i like I'm thinking i'm I, thinking no, I, you said I something like, is I'm, i i didn't interrupt you i was thinking okay. you interrupted you i interrupted me no, that is that's a form of interrupting oh, when stop. you're when you're casting doubt by making faces. He's at sneering at people. No, I I I would really really like the move for Sporting Kansas City. I think he'd be the type of so what Nemeth, whatever Namath came in and Namath is not known for his defensive work ethic necessarily, and he put in a shift. He would attempt to put in a shift as much as he can. And that's the one drawback from Cavallini is that he's not the defensive forward, the, the workhorse, but he's the guy who's going to constantly put himself in a position to score in between the lines, find the space in between the center backs. He makes every single run that's need, that needs to be made, and he finishes them off with regularity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that was the th- that was the thing that I got back, and I said, "Wow!" So it's like, you know, Sporting might be willing to give up that defensive pressing. Pushing constantly for don't not, they need not, to be willing to give that up well, for for that? Well, maybe, but I mean, ideally, the striker though that does both of those things well, is yeah, 15, million, 15, 20 million dollars exactly. to get onto your roster. So if you're going to yeah. pay for a cut rate, you're going to lose something somewhere. And a lot of times, the past few years, Sporting Kansas City has attempted to sacrifice on the goal scoring aspect mm-hmm. um, for the defensive aspect. This is a time now where they can't do that anymore. So I feel like they're yes, at a sir. point where, and I've seen it with the team, that I feel like they've slowly conceded the necessary amount of defensive effort from the striker. In doing so, that they, they did that with giving Nemo the opportunity on as much of a leash as possible. They did it with Croze, and then Hurtado came in, and he was a big change up from what they were doing. But 
His goal scoring isn't nearly as effective. Cavallini is physical, but he's not physical in that type of Kyrie Shelton type sense. He's very physical as a as a goal scorer, as a guy going to goal. Right. Think of I, I'm not I'm obviously I'm not obviously I'm not saying he's going to be Chris Wondolowski, but think of a much more physical and athletic Chris Wondolowski type of a player is more of what you're going to get from Cavallini in those moments are. in front of the net where it's necessary. Yes, uh, where you're all where winning then, that then, battle. Yes, yeah. then you would maybe him being Kyrie Shelton because Kyrie Shelton was fantastic in the buildup. He was always physical in the buildup, but he was never physical going to goal and finishing to the goal. Yeah, he didn't use his part. size like he should have, actually. But, and to that, I mean, to his credit, still, he was using his size pretty smartly in other ways, but it just wasn't necessarily to score goals. Because I, I think Ike would argue with you on that is that. Ike loved how smart he was at using his body to help create space for others and stuff like that. So it's a different way of using it. No, I, I'm not going to argue that part. But it's, it's like you said, in scoring goals and his yeah. own physical like one-on-one battles, yeah. to going to goal, he wasn't. Yeah, he's like holding off guys and laying off and stuff like that. Um, but now you're making the case that they have to go get a guy who scores goals and they can sacrifice the defensive capabilities but that's Rather what they did with Nemo and they sucked defensive in the center backs but it didn't help that one <laughs> that striker wasn't scoring goals and two Daniel Shallowy was missing 90 bajillion opportunities and Gerso really only had two goals scored in league play the year before Kyrie Shelton didn't score but a couple goals and he did all that work, defensive work and com- combination play and they scored a shitload of goals but they had a but, lot of injured people there was there was other. There's so many other factors. Well, I know. The, the league, he hadn't been figured out yet. Shawley hadn't been figured out yet. Uh, those are factors too. Well, I think that's another good question we have here on the forward line. Yes, a striker is needed. Is the combination of Gerso slash Shallowy is that enough on the left side? It all depends on how good that center center forward is. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Did Did you watch the the game the other night with Puebla, where yeah, against Nacaxa or whatever. Yeah, How do you say Brian that? Fernandez is old Nikaxa. team. Yeah, crackheads old. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but see, <laughs> I thought Cavallini did pressure fairly well, but he he only pressured forward. He didn't drop back. Yeah, so as long as you can, which is a little bit different than what Nemo was doing. Yeah. so he was a little more off defensive pressure, as far as like you know attacking the center backs and the. The outside backs and stuff like that, and he combined well with others. Yeah, because he he had a primary assist, a secondary assist, and a goal in that 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 game, which yeah. is against the top three team. In, yeah. in Mexico. Yeah, no, I Cavallini is kind of exactly what Sporting want in a striker, and it seems like they can have him for a decent amount, which is not going to break. It's not. I mean, it's going to break the bank for Sporting's. Thing, but it's not like they're saying, oh, we're going to pay $20 million for this dot guy. Um, yeah. For that to be sporting, or a team that has operated like sporting have for so long, I'm going to say we're going to drop 20, 20 mil on a dude. I mean, it better be an insanely established dude from Europe that you know exactly what you're getting. Um, but I think Cavalier is perfect. He's kind of in his prime. He's the type of player that they need. He doesn't have a very long injury history either. He's not knock yeah. on wood. But he, he just seems to be like the that's the kind of striker that Sporting have been looking for. The opportunities arisen, now they can pull the trigger. Yeah, well, I like would... like when you go looking for a house, you get this ideal of what you want. And for Vermees, mm-hmm. from his mouth, it's Suarez. And then, you know, you can't afford Suarez, so you look for mm-hmm. 
what you can't afford yep. but has most of those qualities. And doesn't bite people. <laughs> doesn't bite people. Yeah. Doesn't spit at them. Doesn't <laughs> racially abuse Patrice Evra. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> keep going on this. But no, I, I do like Cavallini from what I've seen of him. Yeah. And he and looking like looking him up, I he didn't seem to be very big, but in that game he played very strong and he, he's he looked taller than what I thought he was. Yeah. So So a winger is not necessary. We like Gerso slash oh, yeah. Shallowy on the left. We never answered that question. <laughs> I'm okay with those two still there. I am too, because I think Cavallini is a different type of forward that they've had. We're talking like we already have this so, guy or we're well, gonna get this guy I'm just for saying, sure. <laughs> but I, I, I would be genuinely shocked if Sporting Kansas City did not walk away with him or another forward of his type this offseason. Oh, well, yeah. I would be genuinely shocked. And I think We've Gerso, been shocked before though. Gerso's <laughs> Service at times is actually pretty good, and if you have a f- keeper who's making the or a keeper, a defender, forward, person, goal scorer, <laughs> he does all of those things. <laughs> I'm tired, man. Anyways, if you do, if you have a guy like that, Gerso's probably a better winger option, yeah, yeah. than than yeah. Shallowy in that long in that run. But I, I either one of those, I think, if Shallowy can learn to get put in good service to the box, I wouldn't be it'd be it would his, help him's his, game. His service but, wasn't terrible. Um, but it needs to be more consistent. It needs to be more willing to do that yeah. instead of looking to come inside and combine for a shot. But don't get. I, I saw in Thad's okay. eyes he was about to just start giving me a season review of Shallowy. No, but I was going to say I've said this several we times. Is Gerso would have scored, would have had like a dozen more assists if Nemo could shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, true. If Nemo so, could finish, you would because he played a lot of balls into Nemo <laughs> and or Hurtado and or whoever else was there. He finished, I believe. I was looking at it the other day. I think he finished. Two or three under his expected assist from American Soccer Analysis, what they would combine give him valued his XA. They gave him uh, he finished like two. There was two or three goals below, which is a pretty yeah. fair margin for I mean, the a, way that stat runs. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That seems low, but the way you see that stat, that is actually right. Well, like Daniel in the year that Daniel Shallowy, I mean Johnny Russell was only supposed to score six goals last year and he scored how many because a lot of his shots were outside the box and he's a fantastic yeah, yeah. shot hitter so it just happens but, but yeah. is it out oh, i'm just gonna throw this out there Go. is it out of the reality arena that russell comes in sometimes and plays as a number 10 ish because he could do that he could but i don't think it's his forte and i don't think well i don't think so either i don't think it's but... what's best I, I would be if sh- needed if necessary see the only time that i've seen him do that is if he's come off the bench or two, the one time they did that against RSL in the Open Cup in, mm. in 18, where he played that role, and it was fine, but it was very experimental. It was very, we're going to BS this game with this and try and get the result at RSL. It was also trying to BS this stupid middle-of-the-week game at 6,000 feet. Right. You know, I don't know. They're not 6,000 yeah. feet, but they're I, – I don't, I don't see Russell I, – I think he's got the ability to do it, but he's not – Right, he's better at coming at being forced to come inside and become a number ten because right, of an exactly. overlapping fullback or his natural movement as right. the right winger, not because Peter Vermees stuck him in the middle. Right. Yeah, and if he was going to be in the middle, I think he'd be more of a uh, the second forward underneath guy. Yeah, he'd be mm-hmm. directly underneath. Yeah, right. working so, off of him. Okay, well, before we wrap up, I mean, it, we have to have to talk about Chicago Fire. <laughs> Hey, okay, it's smart to go back to the city. Everything else is crap, but it's smart to go back to the city. Yeah. Actually, I have loved every <laughs> single move that they've done so far, except keeping Nelson Rodriguez somehow. 
fired Ponovic, but they did not fire Nelson Rodriguez, who still somehow has his hand in a another team's soccer affairs. <laughs> and that logo, man. And the that logo. logo. Oh. And they it's like that it's that fine that and they were roommates. It's like <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And the logo. They changed the one thing they shouldn't have changed. Yeah. To be honest. Well, it sounded like True. that's the one thing they wanted to change cuz the front office was tired of being mistaken for actual fire department employees. Or an NBC <laughs> hit comedy. Exactly. Or drama. I was just going to say that, yeah. It's not a comedy, but it's a drama. <laughs> then they should have changed their name and then their logo. They did. It's not Chicago Fire SC anymore, Thad. <laughs> right. Chicago Fire Football Club. Because they're true. an international brand. <laughs> international because they... Because Chicago's an international city and they just feel like they can say whatever they want. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, that's the one thing they, they need to change. If the, if They should have changed Bring the whole thing Blanco. or left the logo alone. Bring back Guatemala. <laughs> yes. No, dude, he's running for like office in mexico is he yeah he's not gonna come back to america he could probably be a like alderman in chicago or something whatever that is city councilman <laughs> oh okay i was just about to ask if anyone here actually knew what an alderman was <laughs> yeah that's just a weird term for it so i'm just gonna keep moving on you guys need to go to school man <laughs> okay any final thoughts here people no, there's so much more to talk about in this off season. Yes, I'm sure there to is. come. Ooh, maybe. I'm curious as to um, your thoughts. We didn't discuss the goalkeeper thing. That's the one thing we didn't discuss. As we we talked about it, the actual the goalkeeper whose name we would never say because we wanted to wait to talk about it, and then we never talked about it. Polskin. Yeah. Yeah. We both think Daniel and I. And I don't be putting words in your mouth. We both think he's the third keeper that'll be on the roster. Well, at some he, point. Except he whispered his name. Who did? That did. Say, say, say the man's name we're talking about here. The kid's name we're talking about. John Polskin. He's, he's going to be 20 this year. He should be a man now. He, he's more man than you are. True. <laughs> oh. He's taller. Gosh, if you see him. He'd kick your ass. He probably would. <laughs> He'd kill you. No, he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's a he's good a keeper. He's a really good dude. Yeah. Um, I would... I think you said earlier that he had better feet than Amelia, and I disagree with that, but it's probably kind of similar. At this point, I'll, that was actually his he weakness when he has, came in. He definitely has better feet than Eric Dick does, and that's been the one knock on Eric Dick's right. development is that he's never developed the the ball handling technique skills as a <laughs> gosh as a goalkeeper that is kind of necessary as the mo- as the modern game. He's a very good shot stopper. Actually, Dick handling ball good. <laughs> Dick football not. Cody's shaking good his God. head. Good God. <laughs> All right, all right, we're gonna get out of here. But be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC. Join the community and leave us a comment on thebluetestament.com. And we will talk to you next week. Mm, maybe not next week. Why not? Why not? We'll have like reentry drafts to talk about. We'll have uh, Vermees press conference tomorrow. Just give us the keys to the studio. We'll take care of it, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next week. I didn't know I was gonna. I didn't know we were gonna be enthusiastic about that next week. And, we, and, and an international signing. We're doing this on Thanksgiving at six thirty p.m. <laughs> yeah, Cody's like face palmed about twenty that's times still, tonight. That's still this week though. Thanksgiving is. Yes, yes, it, it is. It is this week. Yeah, yeah, it is. Man, this time of year is such a blur. <laughs> three days, man. Three days. Okay. How many Thanksgivings are you having? I'm having three. Yay. Have a great holiday, everyone. I'll be lucky to get one. You can come over, man. 
Well, it's not that it's not that we won't have one. It's like, yeah. So, Cody, how much time are you going to spend editing this one? <laughs> it's baby things. None, man. Bye. Right. Perfect. <laughs> okay, I'm going to bed. Go Sparty! <laughs> Has just been sent off. Some part of strong and all comes off. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun things got me drinking. Give me real whiskey, one or gin. Anything to shake this mood I'm in. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun Drinking, my fun fun team's got me drinking.